Greetings, listeners. I am the mighty Master Voluminous, teacher, commentator, and most importantly to you, storyteller. Today we're going to take a step away from all the violence and suffering and pain and abuse. We're going to have a more light-hearted tale, also written by Gift C. and Yadike Jr., Rufus the Clown. Now this story is all about a clown-themed superhero with cartoonish reality-warping abilities who just wants to fight crime and put smiles on people's faces. Let's get into it. If you seek an audience with the master, go to the link in the description for all forms of communication. Thank you. Chapter 1. Debut. A slim, naked man with green hair sits in front of a mirror in a dark room. The only light in the room shines down on him. He paints his face completely white, paints red on his nose and around his eyes. He draws pointed tips from the paint around his eyes, then three descending red dots on his left cheek, then a blue star on his right cheek. Finally, he paints his lips red and draws thin lines from the tips of his mouth to create a smile before painting a bit of red on his chin as well. His big, round, rainbow-colored eyes examine his handiwork, causing him to give a big, toothy grin. Perfect! Absolutely marvelous! <laughs> a fire? Now that won't do at all. He claps his hands twice and the rest of the lights come on, revealing a brightly painted room with all manner of shapes and patterns on the walls. On his bed, his clothes lie, an indigo sleeveless shirt with a smiley face on it, resembling a clown. Orange pants, a blue right-handed glove, a yellow left-handed glove, big elf shoes, and a jester's hat. He quickly puts them on, opens the windows, and prepares to jump out. Why do I feel like I'm forgetting something? He stretches his head and looks around the room, then snaps his fingers in realization. Digging into his yellow glove, he pulls out a long pink cape. He wraps one end around his neck and lets it flow in the wind. He leaps out of the window and takes flight in the direction of the building, which is thankfully not far. As he soars through the air, another nagging feeling comes over him. Why do I still feel like I'm forgetting something? Oh, that's right, I can't fly. He halts and looks down and up again. Uh-oh. He straps. He starts hurtling towards the ground, screaming in panic. He quickly pulls out a balloon and blows into it until it is larger than himself, then holds the edge of the nuzzle. The built-up air shoots out, propelling like a rocket, upwards and then forward. Woo-hoo-hoo! He lets go of the balloon once he is a good distance from the building, then pulls out a large bunch of balloons tied into strings and floats the rest of the way. Firefighters blast the apartment building with water while police keep the crowd as far away as possible. People can be heard screaming for help inside the building. Children crying. Five firemen run in to rescue them. Rufus drops low enough to allow him to face the building, drawing the attention of the people on the ground. Hey, you! The lieutenant calls to him. What do you think you're doing? Oh, don't worry. I'm here to help, Rufus says. Are you trying to get yourself killed? The lieutenant yells. He goes to the driver and the equipment officer in one of the fire engines. Get that idiot down from there! It's okay! I've done this... Wait, no, I've never done this before. 
Oh, well, carpe diem, as they say. He takes a deep breath, so deep that his chest expands like a frog's throat. Then he blows out the flames, all of them, as if this ten-story building of concrete, glass, metal, wood were a birthday candle. Everyone is left speechless. Photos and videos are taken as Rufus takes... Rufus looks through the windows for trapped tenants. He finds plenty, confused and scared. He waves to them and gives them reassuring thumbs up, which serves to confuse and scare them more. He looks back at the firemen who yelled at him. There are quite a few people in need of assistance on this floor. I'll help bring them out. Well, wait! No time! The clown swings back and forth, his balloon somehow remaining rooted to the spot. He launches himself feet first into a window. Inside, you see the slender, brown-skinned woman clutching her young son. He approaches them slowly. Are you hurt? What's going on? Who are you? You can call me Rufus. Rufus the Clown. I'm here to help. Get you and your neighbors to safety. I want to see a firefighter. There's a good number of them on the ground. He examines the window. He grabs the left window sill and pushes it. As if the wall was made of clay or mud, the sill is stretched further to the left, opening the window up more. He does the same thing on the right, as well as the top and bottom sills. Whoa! The boy says, running out of his mother's arms. Hey, Mr. Clown, how'd you do that? I just thought this place would need a little bit more light. Wink! He pulls out another balloon and blows on it. Instead of simply expanding, it elongates out of the window, then widens and flattens. By the time it hits the ground, the balloon has become a slide. He ties the nozzle with a string, then ties the string to a wooden beam that collapsed during the fire. All right, then. After you. Are you crazy? We're not going down that thing. I wouldn't want to force you, but I'm not so sure this building is going to last very long. Small pieces of wood start falling to the ground. The mother decides to take her chance with the balloon slide, much to her son's delight. Marvelous! There are firefighters, police officers, and paramedics waiting for you down there. Me first! The boy yells. Diego, be careful! His mother warns. Diego slides down into the ball pit. Now for you, ma'am. I encourage you to hurry. He helps her onto the slide. She uneasily thanks him before sliding down into the same ball pit, and is helped by the public workers on the ground. Who is that guy? A short, stocky male officer with a thin mustache asks his sergeant, a tall black woman, with neatly tied hair in a bun. Right now, he's helping. The officer replies. So I don't care as long as these people are safe. Yes, ma'am, he says. More st people start coming down the slide. Then more slides start coming out of windows on different floors, with people coming down into another ball pit, cushions, trampolines, and even jumping castles. Firemen help escort people out of the lower floors. With every tenant safely escorted out of the building, and being checked on by paramedics, Rufus jumps out as several ceilings begin to collapse, grabs hold of the balloon bunch that brought him here, and floats down to the sound of clapping and cheering. Every floor was checked. No one was left inside. The lieutenant from earlier corroborates. He's right, sir. All tenants are safe and accounted for. Thanks for your help, son. Think nothing of it. Just doing my civic duty. Great power, great responsibility, and all that. Yeah, right. The lieutenant goes to address his men. Don't mind him. He's very by the book is all. He goes to deal with the press. Rufus, seeing that his work is done, prepares to take his leave when the police sergeant calls him. You there. I've got some questions for you. Stay where you are. Of course, officer. Happy to help any way I can, he says, grinning like a Cheshire cat. G good. And it's sergeant. Sergeant Javadi. 
I'm going to need you to come with us to the station. Of course, Sergeant. Just hold these for a moment. He hands her his balloons, then pulls out a small car, opens the driver's side door, places it on the ground, hops inside of it, and drives off, leaving Jabari with a bunch of balloons to be swamped by the press with all kinds of questions she could not possibly have answers for. The balloon slides pop once the clown is left, and all his various fall breakers deflate and or vanish. The windows that remain revert to their normal size. While driving the tiny car, Rufus speaks to the reader. I know, I know, that was rather mean-spirited, but a superhero is entitled to a bit of mischief from time to time. Besides, the night is young, and there's so much more good to be done. Ah, yes. Just what everyone's been asking for, an overpowered superhero. I'm sure, the, I'm sure you're all going to love that one. Oh, and he's a clown, too. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I hate clowns. I hate them so much. What is with clowns? Why do they exist, actually? Tell me this, humans. Why do you, what do you find so entertaining about those weird freaks with their painted faces and... What's that? I'm not supposed to insult clowns? This story was created as an apology by the author because of his irrational hatred of them? Well, fuck that. Clowns are awful, okay? Hideous spawns of Satan, and I've encountered plenty of those, all right? Fuck clowns. Fuck street performers. Fuck that entire shit, all right? There's absolutely no bloody reason they should exist. <sighs> you had me give up Vator for this? <sighs> all right, fine. Whatever. I hope you enjoyed that chapter, because we're going to be stuck with it for a while. <laughs> Do be sure to tune in next time. Oh, and to look for the book on Amazon, Rufus the Clown, by Gift C. and Yadike Jr. Oh, and to any South African listeners, this book is available on Take-A-Lot. So do be sure to check it out. And one more thing. We have reached 302 plays, and I would like to thank you all for that, for getting us through the journey. Here's to 300 more listens. Do be sure to share this podcast with your friends, family, and whoever else, please. <laughs> Goodbye, my listeners. <laughs>